awesome podcast. Toot toot. Well, spring has been spraying, Mr. Possum, as the expression goes. Mm-hmm. And that means it's time for some spring cleaning. Out with the old and down with the cold. Time to make some space in the old shed for that extremely optimistic and utterly doomed summer project. Oh, buddy, I know exactly what you mean. My wife has just been on me so bad, giving me eight different kinds of guff. Oh, you gotta clean up them stack of Playboys and them stack of other stuffs. Right. So we're just back to pretending that you have a wife. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. Back on that. Okay. Well, you know, as they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I see Possum's got some old junk uh, in front of him, and I got some great relics I have excavated from the Dotty household basement. And we're going to pull these trash treasures out and have a poke at them one last time before they go into the, uh, into the old landfill outside of town where they will cease to exist and stop taking up literal space. We're getting organized, but I promise this show is a lot funner than that sounds. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll take a look at the first few dusty old items that we'll be getting rid of this spring. What's the first thing you throwing out? Have a look at this, Mr. Possum. This is some prize junk from my basement. This is my granddaddy's old bowling ball. Ooh, nice. Yeah, this was a top-of-the-line luxury professional rock back in the day. You can see it's been worn slightly oblong from extensive spin, just decades and decades of use out there on the lane. It's a perfect ball, worn in just right. Heck, I think you could bowl a 300 blindfolded with this here precision instrument, Mr. Possum. Oh, yeah, I can tell. I'm looking at this ball, and I see that any turkey could do that. Toot toot. Toot toot. That's a bowling term. I just got to wonder, not spring cleanings for getting rid of junk. This don't seem like junk. Why would you get rid of something so full of value, Big Al? Well... It's no longer regulation, Mr. Possum. I can't actually play with this on a on a regular lane. I can't take this to the bowling alley. It's not even safe to have in the house, honestly. It's a it's actually made of a lead mercury resin mixture that's highly unstable and toxic. They stopped using it uh, years and years ago. No. And this thing could actually melt at any time. And if it does melt, its core contains an asbestos-wrapped hunk of radium, which is how you get that signature fluid weight and uh, quantum maneuvering of the ball. It basically means I've had this incredibly toxic time bomb sitting in a milk crate in my basement underneath where my wife sleeps for well over a decade. And that's not good. So it's time to say goodbye to this uh, by setting it out on the curb with a note on it that says free. That's all the note's gonna say? It's just gonna say free? That's it? Yeah, it'll just say, it'll just say free, let people know that they can take it if they want. Are you... Are you suggesting that I should put, like, a attach a dollar value to it? 
Like I should put like $10, $20 on there. Maybe they'll move it along a little faster. I've heard that if you put something out there and you say free, people will think it's junk. But if you put, you know, if you attach a, a dollar value to it, people might pick it up sooner. Gee, why don't you just attach a dollar to it? Why are you attaching a dollar value to it? You want to see this thing move, you glue a dollar bill to it, maybe a five. I don't know what kind of uh, Daddy Warbucks you think I am just like throwing $5 out on the curb, uh, Mr. Possum. I don't, I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. That's $5 I could use. The bills in my billfold do not have a winter's worth of dust on them. They're pretty fresh. Mr. Possum, what's the first item you're going to talk about tonight that you're getting rid of? Well, buddy, I got to say, this one's been long overdue. It's time for me to get rid of my bugs. All the bugs have got to go. The bugs? Yeah, I'm talking about the lice, the roaches, the bed bugs, the creepy crawlies. All of them? You're getting rid of all of them? The millipedes, centipedes, all of them. All the bugs have got to go. Yeah. I enjoy the company, but it's just, it's too much. Too much bugs. Well, Mr. Prosim, if you figure out a way to get rid of all of them, I'm sure that myself and a lot of our listeners would be curious to hear your method. Oh, well, I guess you've just been too polite to comment on it, but that's why I'm shaved bald. That's the first thing you got to do is you got to shave every bit of hair off your body. Okay. Bit of a deal breaker for me. Yeah, that's what the bugs said, and that's why they left. But that's the first thing you gotta do is you gotta be smooth as a seal. I'm talking everything. Eyebrows, knuckle hair, chest hair, face hair. Yeah. The unmentionables. All of it. It's pretty easy. What, shaving shaving yourself completely bald? Yeah, ain't no big deal. You look, you look angry and cold. You look like a weird combination of emotions that uh, I'm having a hard time reading where you're at emotionally right That's now. That's good. I'm a mystery now. I'm a hairless mystery. You don't know what I'm thinking. Are you angry? I don't know. I'm, it's complicated. You know, I'm itchy from all the shaving, but I'm also itchy because I've been living with bugs full time for you know a long time. Yeah. And I've got some emotional attachment to them. They're my buddies. And I kicked them out. So now I'm just hairless and lone. Now, did you put any kind of ointment or cream on your uh, on your freshly exposed skin, Mr. Possum? I will tomorrow, but I just shaved today, and I'm afraid to introduce it to anything. So now I'm just bald and dry. Extremely dry. Extremely dry. I think I am going to roll around in some mud, do the old Schwarzenegger predator treatment, because I'm bright pink right now. I'm bright pink. Yeah. I, I need to blend into nature a little bit. I just hope I don't pick up any bugs. Honestly, you're making you're making all the different sensitive parts of my body itch right now, just sort of looking at you and your sort of pink exterior, which looks has the look of a freshly spanked bottom. Yeah, I do give myself a lot of spankings. I'm trying to get bugs off me constantly. And it's better to spank than to scratch. Anybody will tell you that. You look beat up, Mr. Possum. You look beat up like you just walked through a car wash. Yeah. And they didn't turn the hoses on. Yep. Life is not pretty. I'll tell you that. What's the next thing on your junk pile? How about this, Mr. Possum? Check this thing out. It's going to be hard to say goodbye to this one. 
Ooh, la la, looky there. That is a perfect hot dog constructed inside a bottle. Oh, I know. You see, some men would pride themselves on being able to construct a perfectly built miniature ship inside a bottle, to which I say, that's foolish. Why would you even need a miniature ship? Not only is this a perfect hot dog, pure 100% Nathan's ballpark Frank on a fluffy white bun with all the Chicago-style fixings, but if I'm ever trapped in my basement in some kind of perfect storm or nuclear holocaust, I could simply break the glass on this bottle and have myself the meal of a king. The meal of a king. I gotta say it, I'm sure you're tired of answering this question, but how'd you get that hot dog in that bottle? <laughs> I'm not at all tired of answering that question, Mr. Possum. It's one of my great achievements. It's complicated, and uh, not for not for amateurs, I would say. Uh, you, of course, have to start by getting the dough in there for the bun. You prove it in place, and then you bake it inside the bottle. Then it's time to get the dog in there. And all I will say about that process is that uh, your shaved visage would be even brighter red, blushing at the sight of watching me get this greased-up dog inside this bottle. Really? Then the fixins are lovingly squoozed, tweezered into place, <laughs> plumped back up, and voila! Dog in a bottle, baby! The cork seals the deal and maintains freshness for as long as you hang on to the thing. It really is one of the wonders of this earth. Let's open it and have it, Big L. Oh, you want to open it? Yeah, I want to open it. Life's for living. Hot dogs is for eating. Come on. Okay. You want to eat this 15-year-old hot dog in a, in a bottle? Yep. Well, uh, as I said, the cork should have maintained the freshness. Uh, perhaps this thing has even, you know, it, it, has a, it has a pickle slice in there and, uh, and those sport peppers. Perhaps they have even, I don't know, aged a little bit over the over the time and, and become an even richer, deeper flavor. Let's see. Let me crack this thing open. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I don't know what we've opened, Mr. Possum, but don't look ah! at it. Do not look at the... Don't look at the spirits, ah! Mr. Possum. Do not look at them. I want to. I really want to. It's Close a hot your dog. Eyes. Go. Some, oh, I want to look at it. Do not look at the spirits in the eyes. I want to. I think I'm going to do it. Mr. Possum, what's next from you? Well, uh, this, some of this stuff's kind of fancy, and it makes me embarrassed. And this was kind of an expensive impulse late-night buy. And this was some, some real fancy kitchen equipment that I'm just embarrassed to show all the other country folk out there that I even own this. But here it is. Uh-huh. This is my sour cream maker, Big Hell. Your sour cream maker? Yeah. You make your own sour cream? I'm making my own sour cream at home, like some kind of little prince. Wow. Now, is there some attachment or something that comes with that comes with that jar, or, or, or what? No. You just put cream in the jar, which is a very expensive jar. I had to pay for it in several payments. And it just gets sun and heat, 
and then it turns all sour, and you put it on tacos. You just put cream in the jar. Mm-hmm. Do you put a, li- a lid on the jar? Is there any kind of... Uh, I don't know. I just put the cream in there and let it get sour. And it, so there's nothing that you add to the cream. You just sort of let it spoil in a jar. Yeah, I mean, it helps to spoil it yourself. You know, you like you come up to it and give it compliments it doesn't deserve and give it some quarters and, you know, just kind of really baby it, you know, pet it, stuff like that. It, it spoils faster if you talk to it. Right. Sort of like a plant. Yeah. It might just be my nasty old breath talking into that jar. Right. So you don't you don't see like a, another use for this jar, maybe around my house that would get turned into say, uh, you know, like uh, you'd put a plant in that, or you would, uh, I don't know, you'd store some store some honey in it, or put coffee grounds in it. Plants and honey? Well, you some kind of little sultan? Absolutely not. Now, Mr. Possum, are you sure you want to throw this out with that little uh, trace remnant of sour cream still there in the bottom there? Oh, not anymore. Now it's junk again. What else are you throwing out, buddy? Here we have a bit of a mystery wrapped up in an enigma, which is then coated in a thick layer of dust and neglect. This is my golden goose. Oh my gosh, you are not kidding. That's a golden goose. That's right. I have a real golden goose. You see, when I was younger, Mr. Possum, all I had to do was pat this old golden goose on the head, and it would lay me a golden egg. And whatever I was hoping for would simply come to me. If I lost the round-robin nine-ball tourney down at O'Grady's, I would pat my golden goose on the head, and bam, out comes an egg made of pure gold. Enough metal in it to melt it down and just make my own round-robin nine-ball trophy. Dang. So whenever I needed a trophy, I simply stroked the golden goose. And that's why I have more trophies than I know what to do with. That's why the guests at my house sip their lemonade out of big golden cups and say stuff like argument winner or husband of the day. You see, Mr. Possum, I had the power to get any trophy I wanted, and I squandered it. Eventually, my goose luck ran out, and now it's just a dusty old metal bird that takes up space in my basement. Worthless piece of trash. It's a metal bird, but it's a golden bird. It's made of gold, Big L. Are you saying there's like a special separate pickup day for gold items? Like, do I need a special bin? I bet I need a special bin for gold items. You know what? It's actually like, it's a big hassle. You gotta market it a certain way. You gotta label it. You gotta call some officials and get some permits. Why, why not just handle that for you? Oh, you get rid of this golden goose for me. Yeah, as a friend, I would love to get rid of this golden goose for you. Just hand it to me. Okay. And then I'll I'll, I'll fill out the permits and stuff. I don't mind a bit. Wow. Anything from my buddy, Big Hal. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, here you go. Oh, he's a nice little goose. You're a good little goosey boy. Yes. What was that? Yeah, I guess he accidentally laid an egg. I, let me pick that up off the floor for you. I'll throw that away for you, too. Okay, well, if there's more eggs in that golden goose, I I, I need it back, Mister Possum. I, I, yeah, I don't think you should do that. That would be a strict violation of the junk law. Junk law says if you hand somebody something, the junk has been transferred. You're not allowed to get it back. That's just junk law. Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. It's spring cleaning tonight on the show. And so we have some old items we've taken out of our basements 
and we're, uh, I guess, wiping the dust off them one last time before they go in the old garbage bin or out on the curb or, I guess, before we steal them from each other in the way that Mr. Possum just did with my golden goose. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Possum, what's the next item that you uh, want to talk about? Well, I believe it's been long enough. I think it's time to let this Game Boy go, Big Al. Yeah, I used to have one of those. I remember that. Uh, not the most practical portable uh, game system that there was, but uh, I certainly had some fun playing with my Game Boy back in the day. I don't think you had a Game Boy like mine. I'm talking about getting rid of the Game Boy. I'm talking about the boy who brings me a new game every day. The boy. Yeah, he's a human boy. He comes to my place, and he brings me different games to play. And we play for about an hour, and then I kick him out. You have a human game boy. You have a you have a boy who brings you games. Yeah, I got a boy. Yeah, he brings me stuff, but I grow tired of him. I, I don't like the games he's been bringing around. I'm bored. Yeah. So I'm kicking him out. So, so you're throwing him away. Yeah, I'm going to put him on the street with actual inanimate junk. Are you going to put a sign on him or anything? Yeah, I'll take take this free Game Boy. Yeah. Free to a good home? Yeah. Or do you care if he goes to a good home? Do you care the quality of home he ends up in? I ain't mad at him. I'm just bored with me. I should probably put a note saying, please treat this Game Boy good. Dust him off and stuff. Yeah. Give him a maybe like a hot meal every now and again. Mm. And please forgive him. And don't be as mean as I was when he brings you board games with all the tokens missing and all the little pieces and stuff gone. Be patient with him, even though he's disappointing. Where does he get his games from? He won't tell me. Ah. Because he thinks if if I know that, then I'll fire him. Well, guess what? I fired him anyway. Classic middleman uh, mentality there. Exactly. He thinks small. Big Al, what's the next piece of trash you throwing out? Well, here we got another relic of a finer age, Mr. Possum. This is uh, something I imagine every household has to deal with. This is my five-gallon bucket of batteries. Ooh la la. Batteries of all kinds and brands dumped in here at who knows what time of their life cycle. You reach in, you could very easily grab yourself a fresh AAA Duracell at 100% charge, or just as easily, get yourself a handful of corroded old CVSD batteries. Who knows? Who knows what value this enormously heavy, sketchy-smelling bucket of batteries has? It's like a lottery game of some kind, I guess. Like, I could stand out in the front yard in a carnival barker outfit and tell people they can reach into the bucket of power and see if uh, they'll get something that will stop the smoke alarm from beeping, you know? You got yourself like a super battery. I mean, imagine how what two AA batteries can power. You got a whole ball of these things. That's a lot of power for one man. You sure you won't give that away? Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if there was an easy way to simply harness the power of the entire bucket and see what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? tape it all together and then stick it in your car. You know, make it a, make it go faster. Maybe fill the bucket up with water like a bowl of cereal or something. Bowl mm-hmm. of battery cereal. Yeah. And then just figure out a way to sort of gauge the electricity sort of hovering there on the surface. And that way I know how much power is left in the o- in the overall bucket. It's easy, really. It's easy, really. I am concerned about some of these batteries that look like they're kind of drooling this white stuff. And I think that stuff is yeah. nasty. And I don't think you might want to pick them out with your bare hands. 
oh, it's not a big deal. Okay. That, uh, that white stuff's not a big deal. It's just, um, they grow little battery beards. Uh, they start making a little battery cheese there around their seams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's just part of their life cycle. That's just part of the. That's just part of nature, Mister Possum. Put them out to pasture. Give them some little pairs of slippers and a robe and a pipe, and just let them be old. Yeah. Mr. Possum, what you got there? Well, you know, a lot of people will throw away their old exercise equipment they never used, you know. But I'm throwing mine out because I use it too much. I'm getting too buff. So I'm, I'm going to throw out my Hunk Maker 500. You think you've been getting too buff? You're worried that you're too buff? Yeah, I mean, I know you can see my body because there's no fur on me right now. But if you take a look really close, you'll see that I'm just too bulky. And I need to kind of... Kind of slim down. I think what's really in style right now is that that spindly look, like that boy from Dune with the curly hair. You know, I think I think the ladies really like a small man with the tiny arms and stuff. I'm too bulky. So you're getting rid of this piece of exercise equipment. What was it called? The Hunk Maker? The Hunk Maker 500. Yeah. I'm too bulky. And I think that if I get rid of all this muscle, I'll just kind of be able to stretch my arms and be able to sit down for longer and just kind of reach the remote if it's across the room. I want to turn into rubber, Big L. You want to turn into like a Stretch Armstrong? Yeah. Yeah, like I want to turn into like a really durable piece of chewing gum that's tasty. Okay. And and you you happen to think that working out is what's stopping you from becoming a... Stretch Armstrong. Yes, muscles make your bones stop growing. But if you get rid of the muscles, there's no limit to how long your bones can keep growing. I want to get to be as big as the Tyrannosaurus Rex. But not with these muscles. I'm going to be a big old dune hunk. And you think that's attractive to ladies? Like a big Tyrannosaurus Rex-sized possum with long bones that has like a stretch armstrong quality you don't think you've just described some kind of monster that women would run screaming from i think most would but i think the ones who stay are the keepers oh that's kind of sweet actually yeah that, you know i read it in a book you turn yourself into a monster and the people who still like you are pretty tight plus i can reach down your chimney and steal your firewood you dumb turkey
Big Al, what's the last thing you're putting out tonight? My last piece of memorable, beloved trash is this here playset, Mr. Possum. Ooh. This right here is a classic. You remember the commercials for these? Oh, yes. This is the Dinty Moore playset. It's the fun companion to a bowl of Dinty Moore ready-made stew. Mm, can't believe you got one of these things. You could put your beef chunks into the mini trebuchet and fire them into the log cabin structure you made out of green bean segments. Who will win the TV trivia race around the Dinty Moore speed track? The potato slice or the carrot sliver? Man, I had a lot of fun building and demolishing all the signature Dinty Moore buildings and characters on this here playset. Parking my Dinty Moore stew Corvette in the garage up here on the second level. One thing I did not do was ever clean or wipe off the Dinty Moore playset. Uh-oh. So this thing is pretty gross now. It's extremely gross. How about you let me just go have a time with this thing? You know what I mean? Let me have a, have a lick at it. Did you say have a look at it or have a lick at it? No, have a lick at it, big guy. I want to get in there. You want to lick my old Dinty Moore playset with the, I don't know, gosh, 30-year-old stew remnants still on it. Uh, do I need to explain this any Dinty Moore to you? I mean, I want to have a lick at it. Okay, and what might that be worth to you? Oh, just about anything. I've always wanted one of these, Big Hell. I've always wanted a bowl of stew. Now get out of my way, you turkey. What if I were to trade you this Dinty Moore playset for, uh, say, that golden goose over there that uh, you took off my hands that appears to still have some golden eggs in it? I don't know, Big Al. It's a little dubious. I mean, you're talking about trading a lifetime of golden treasures for one momentary pleasure. Doesn't seem wise. Let me just uh, crack this box open just a little bit here, see what it, see what kind of smell we're working with inside that Dinty Moore playset. Oh. Hoo-wee. Ooh, Hoo-wee. Terrible. All right, take this goose. I got to get at it. Take it. <laughs> take the goose. Take it all. I just want to get my tongue into that Dinty Moore playset. All right, Mr. Possum, what's the last thing in your uh, treasure trove of trash? I've been trying to get rid of this for a long time, and I just can't. It's not because I'm attached to it. I've literally tried to throw it away, and I just, it keeps coming. It's my boomerang. You've tried to throw away a boomerang multiple times. Yeah, throw it in the junk pile, and it just comes right back. It's too good of a boomerang, really. Yeah. I just, I, I don't want it no more. I'm out of my boomerang phase, and I want it gone. They say that it is one of the hardest things to get rid of, a boomerang. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe, so, you know, the guy who told me said, be careful, because you're going to have this forever. You can't throw it away. And I said, give me that boomerang. I'm in a boomerang face. You know, and then I got it. We're going to soak this thing in wet concrete. We're going to make it real heavy, and then we're just going to throw it in the Ohio River. Give it one of them Dick Tracy burials, you know, like big boy priests used to get rid of people, you know, just... Put them in the river. Sure. Yeah, no, that's smart to put things in the river. I, but but I do question, if we're talking about a boomerang, there is always the chance that it's going to come back no matter what you do. Uh-oh. And things that come back from the depths of the Ohio River, you don't necessarily want those coming back to you, you know? Oh, yeah, that could really backfire because now it's heavy. 
It's covered in concrete, yeah. and it knows I tried to dispose of it, so it's angry. It's got a vengeful boomerang spirit to it. And it has seen the dark depths of the the Ohio River. It has had the mysteries of of the of the depths revealed to it. So who knows how wise it would also be? Well, I don't know what else to do. I'm not that strong, you know. I can't throw it into space. I need to get it into orbit. What I need to do, I guess. Have they tried that? Have they tried throwing? I mean, you would think one of these guys, one of these Bezos guys or the Musk guy, you'd think they'd. They'd have gotten out there to space and been like, oh, let's try throwing a boomerang out here. So let's see what happens. I don't know. Let's see if the physics of a boomerang, you know, trump what we know about space itself. Could be. I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie called Kroll? That's the story of a person who couldn't get rid of a boomerang. It's the first thing you see in that movie. It's this weird golden boomerang floating around. Yep. It wasn't about a donut, but anybody who held the crawl was a crawler temporarily. <laughs> Toot toot. Toot toot. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.